you're you're in the jail. Yeah. There's like no freedom. You don't get that freedom part of things that you do. It's like you're local. You know your host. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how we live now, man. It's lock up in their house. It's either you go outside and have the try to have fun yeah. but like but by doing that you could get shot, yeah. robbed or whatever. Locked up. That's why people stay inside and yeah. go crazy. Yeah, like you're locked up in jail, man, I'm telling you, every single time. And that's what it is. It, no matter where you live. If you live in a building it's even worse. Because when you come downstairs now, all you see is man them hang out at a corner and thing wise, I do them look at thing and stuff wise and you're like, yo, Bray. Like literally and some of the man them don't even live in the damn building. Some of the man does pass through and do their local hustling there and they have their big house or whatever place them have their setups. Uh, it's, it's crazy, man. This world has been coming backwards and backwards and backwards and we're not doing anything about it. And it's not just a black thing no more. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. Period. Because it's rolling in every society and everything what's going on in life. Every single society is going to get a piece of this. Indian, black, Chinese, every single one of them going to get the same kind of thing wise with this. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you move. I'm telling you, need to, need to, a lot of things need to change and the way of changing it is by doing something about it and a lot of times we sit here and we talk about it but the end of the day is by talking is just letting words come out but with no action yeah yeah you need to get into that community kind of setup man like how used to certain things our community center centers center that we get to have centers that we talk together and do some actions about the things that are going on our government's only limited to certain things what they could do because they can't know everything. So community has to step to the government and say, here, this is what needs to be done. These are the things that we need to change. And we're going to change it as a community, not as a you know self-bought person. It has to be a community change things. That's the thing. There is no community in it anymore. Like they'll say, mm -hmm. this is community of, mm -hmm. for us, for example, Palmer Summit. Mm -hmm. But do we see the progress of Palmer Summit? No. No oh, man, they close it. They, they, all they do is, is, right now the centers what they set up, it's for the elderly people, the people that what really what will use them more than us. The young people yeah. don't use those things no more because the young people have got those things pushed to them no more. Nobody steps out of stone and go here. Guess what, guys? We have a community center down by here. We have some programs going on. Nobody's a uh, as it, back in the days it used to be big brothers. Mm. There's no really a big brother or a big brother what's out on the block what's showing the young ones here. Here's a better way of living, a better way of life. And it's a hard thing because a lot of times now some of us big brothers are working two or three jobs so we yeah. can't do all this stuff. So, Like I said, the, it's not a... I'm not trying to say it's a greed or learn the hard way. I believe... It's our generation, like my generation going d down, mm -hmm. too arrogant, mm -hmm. to the point they don't want to hear from previous generation of how to move, or how to work, because we're the generation that thinks that we know it all, mm. and we've seen it all, mm -hmm. and we know how to do everything without nobody's help. Mm. So when the older heads are talking to us, it's 
doesn't go through. It's just like, shut up. Um, we have the internet. Yeah. We don't need you. Yeah. But you need somebody that's live to help you out. Yeah. And somebody that's older been, than you. Been through it. To show you the ropes. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people in my generations have too much ego and pride to go seek help. Mm. They think they are the solution to everything. Mm. It's just stupid. Mm. If somebody is willing to give you knowledge, mm. take it. Yep. You may not agree with them at the end, but as long as you, you soak something in the words, mm-hmm. go with it. Like mm-hmm. for me, I have three generations of females. Mm-hmm. Great grandma, grandma, my mom. All three of them been through some hardships in mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. It's easy knowledge, especially with my great grandma mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She's seen a lot. Nope. 90s. She's in her 90s. Talking and everything. Mm-hmm. That right there is a lot of knowledge I could soak in. She could tell me how life used to be for her as a child. How it's, a, how it's hard to get a job and mm-hmm. being, let's say, a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. House duties power back in the day like how was power mm-hmm. they didn't have no TVs like we have now mm-hmm. or cell phones that's like futuristic stuff for them mm-hmm. they really were in the field hands touching everything working hard that mm-hmm. era is gone nowadays I'm not saying we don't have farms or whatever still, but it's mostly manufactured by robots. Now. Mm-hmm. Like it's all machines mm-hmm. doing everything. Mm-hmm. Her generation is a hundred percent human labor. Mm-hmm. Then you have the grandma, same thing, but technology got a little bit better. Uh, it's not as hard as her mother used to work. But it's still hard coming through. You still got to deal with racism, segregation, mm-hmm. being a black woman in a male-dominated um, field, especially being black. It was mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Grinding, 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 grinding. Now you have a daughter. Still got to deal with racism every day. But... The labor and the hard work, 100% human labor, it's not there as it was in the past two previous generations. Technology is way much better. It's easier to move around. It's easier to communicate with people across the world. Mm-hmm. But that's still a lot of knowledge seeping through the three generations. Now it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Great grandma could tell me how to get dinner you have to kill the livestock you know you have to go farm everything to make Sunday dinner mm-hmm. grandma could tell me clothes we had to sew it ourselves we, we made our own clothes we, we fixed it up ourselves and then mom could tell me yeah we, I had to work my ass off just to support to where you are right now 
a lot of kids aren't really taking that in. They're not soaking up that information. So it's a disconnect. I think it's 50-50, but I'll say my generation started a war, if you want to call it a war. They're the ones that didn't want to seek help from previous. They didn't want to save. Save. They didn't want to. Mm. All they want to do was turn up or do things right to now. please right now. females or whatever. Yeah. It. And then on the flip side, with the previous generation, we have no respect. So they just wipe their hands clean from us. Which is, I get it. They didn't do it out of spite or anger. They did it out of no, love. Yeah. It's, at the end of the day, it's love. It's like, okay, you think you know it all? Okay. You go out in the world, come back to me in five years. Mm. And a lot of these people come back in the five years. And like, I want their knowledge now. Teach me now. Sorry, too late. You already trapped into the system. The same system that we were trying to help you come out of. Now you want to help. Now you want to seek our guidance. Why should I help you now? And the reason why you should help now, because at the end of the days, no matter what time they come to you, you need to give them that helping hand. It's just like you coming to God and you're asking God for something. And God's always been trying to tell you that these are the things what you need to do to better your life. All you got to do is listen to the words, what's being spoken to me, and follow those words. That's what God says. Yeah. And a lot of times we seem to seek away from the one simplest things what he says. Just listen. Just listen to me. Listen to my words and follow my words and watch the difference it'll make in your life. No matter what age you are, no matter what creed you are, or what time you've been living... You have to understand, you need to listen. Because the elderly ones, why the reason why they've been through all that is because they didn't listen at their time. It's the same thing with the young ones. They're not listening to their time, but at the end of the day, they're going to become a day that they have no choice. They have to listen. Because the only two places you're going to end up, you're going to end up in prison or you're going to end up dead. Choose one of them. Either one, I don't want to choose none of them. The one place I want to be is something to be alive, to be a helping hand towards others, and be a better thing towards my family. And I think that's one of the key things what the young youths need to get in their head. The end of the days is come to your parents or whoever adult you could get to and just listen. Listen. They don't want to listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um arrogance yeah. and pride yeah. those are the big two I'll say weaknesses that my gen and newer have at times I've been kind of arrogant I'm not gonna lie but I didn't want to have the cookie cutter knowledge to me personally I like to fail to see where I could improve in different places in my life. So they could tell me, don't invest my money there or don't spend my money doing this and that. I hear them, but I want to see what I could reap from my actions. I make myself 
in the place where I'm at. Nobody has never put me in this place. All my actions, even non-actions, made me to the person I am today. I have a little, I have guidance to show me how I move, yes. But the end result and the end of choice, that's all me. But what's my generation, they love to blame you even though they shouldn't be blaming you. They be like, hey, I need advice, let's say, about a job. And what's your take about it? Or they're generally like, how much are you going to make? Is it close to your house? You want to do it? They go, yeah, it's not that far. Probably like a 30-minute drive. And the money's great. Then they get the job. And it's not what they pictured in their head. It's a lot of yelling, it's a lot of labor, it's a lot of paperwork, and this and that. And then they'll come back to the person that they could find it in and be like, hey, why did you tell me it was going to be like this? Like, it's stupid or whatever. Why can't use it? They're still going to blame the person that's trying to encourage you. You can't. Um, the older generation, they can't win. It's like you come to me for guidance. I gave it to you. I gave you the pros and the cons. Now you have to choose if you want to go do it. You did it. You didn't like it. You cannot blame me that you didn't like it. That I think that is one of the biggest weaknesses that we have. We love to toss the blame onto others and not onto ourselves. What's your take on that? My take on that is like, it's not really blaming. It's more something that you're knowing. And the thing is what we take away from each other, especially the young ones, I noticed that with a lot of them. It's not there. They they have nothing else to show towards to say, towards what life has been given them. Everything they've been pretty much given to, like video games, uh, TV screen, whatever they need, they've pretty much been given. They haven't earned it. They haven't worked for it, hard for it. They haven't did really nothing hard for it. Their parents have did the hard work for it. And the thing is, by doing all that extra work for it, you don't really realize how precious those little things what your parents has worked hard for you to give you. And that's what it seems to be the little slipstone. When parents give the opportunity child for a child to actually grow up into things, like to do things for themselves, to pick up a wearing shoes. I remember me as growing up as a young youth. At the end of the day, my first Jordans what I got. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was the best thing I ever did. I worked a job, one of my first jobs, my check. My first check, I went to go and pick up a pair of Jordans, a hundred and something dollar pair of Jordans, black and red tip. I'm telling you, it was the best feeling I ever hmm. had. Nobody had to pay for that shoes for me, but that's how that kind of feeling it was. And I understand that the hardest thing for these young youths nowadays, what happens is the ones that are out there, what are actually getting, you know, are getting by good. And the other ones that are out there, what are struggling, they're trying to get the goodness too, but they're struggling by doing their little hustles and whatever things they need to go and do. And that's a difficult thing because they're looking at things and going, my brethren has a pair of Jordan, he has a brand new Jordan, the 50 something, 150, 250, 300, you know, them kind of big money. And they're like, what? That's crazy. That's big, big money you're paying for shoes. Then the next one here out the door now, he's living on an under thing. He's not making his parents, not making, she's working two jobs. 
not making enough money. He's trying to figure out how to get this. He has to do the hustle to get his money to go and do that thing he was. And that's what seems to be the hardest thing. Everybody's looking at everybody's things. Everybody got to realize that we're all is not in the same boat. Yeah. And that's the problem. We're all in different lifetime spaces. We all have different goals to set in our life. And one of the key things that young youths have to understand, it's a goal you have to set for yourself. Each day, each year, each time of your life, you need to set a goal for yourself. One of the key things of setting a goal, you got to better yourself. Not just yourself alone, you got to better yourself around your family, better yourself around the people around you, better yourself around all the things around you. Because that's how life is going to start to better yourself. And that's how you're going to keep yourself out of prison. That's how you're going to keep yourself from getting dead. That's all I got to say for that. Mm -hmm. So I know I didn't do a little intro with this, but hello world. It's your boy TJ. Right now I'm doing, like I said last podcast, doing interview with people that are big influence in my life and big influence in my community. Today I have a special guest, Mike, aka Pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna tell you guys how it was growing up in his era towards now, what has he been doing in the community and the changes that he has seen with food, how men interact with females and God. Do you want to give a little backstory about yourself? Um, come from Jamaica. I live in, I live right now in Canada. Um, my neighborhood is the <laughs> San Pedro way. It's the way. That's the way how most of the people do around here. Um, live with my mom and my sister. Put this way, I take care of my mom and my sister. Make sure things are proper with my family. The end of the day is. This is one of the key things you need to live in life. You need to have a, as I said again, a goal is one of the most important things in anything what you do in life. And you have to have come some type of structure. One of your key things of structure is your family. So whatever might happen out on road, end of the days, you got to look towards family. Your family will always look for you, always take care of you. And that's my one of my key, key, key things. Other than God, that is one of my key, key things family and that's how god operates and that's the way i, how I operate mm. actually you have to move mm. you have to know self-worth and self-knowledge yeah. if you don't have those two things in your self-program you're going to malfunction man mm. so i want to talk to you about food industry because mm. me and you're both in the same field yeah. but you have more experience into this field mm. what has what have you seen Food-wise, the quality from when you started to today. Uh, quality, food-wise, I've worked for a good amount of companies. I've worked for uh, Keg Steakhouse. I've worked for hotels. I've worked for catering companies. And right now in the food industry, what I've seen, I've seen things going backwards. <laughs> okay. People. People are, right now, I look at what they're doing towards food. They're actually hitting towards the nutrition side of the food value of stuff. They're not hitting the side of the comfort side of the food. What they feed people nowadays is just minimum what they need. 
They just feed them to say, here, you know what, this is going to be the greatest food for you at this moment. All it is, food nowadays is a trend thing. Mm. It's, it's like you putting on clothes. It's like, you know, you're putting, you're dressing up. The food has to be dressed up a certain way, certain flavor, certain things with it. So it's not that loving food when you used to get it. Like you get a lasagna, you get a quiche, you get certain things. But when you ate it, you're like, oh my God, I got to come back here. Or a nice piece of apple pie. Mm. You know, something what's loving and giving so it comforts you. Like you're at home. Like your grandmother cooked it. Like your thing. It's not comfort food no more. All it is is a designable food now. Everything is all designable fashion. Everything is all presentable a certain way. And if it's not done this way, it's not in style. True. That's why you see a lot of people hopping on the new thing. Mm -hmm. Like quinoa. Mm -hmm. Or being gluten free. Um, raw diet. Yes. Or... Um, said the two new diets out there keto and all this stuff it's it's a wave they want to like what you just said it's what's new yes if one person has success in this new diet we all have to try it if somebody takes out gluten in their diet we all have to try it to me uh, i'm not a follower i want to do my own thing but nowadays, I'm more cautious into what I put in my body because what's out there. Um, I think it was episode three or four. We were talking about the food industry, how there's a lot of thin lining nowadays. They had to process food faster for us because we are growing as a human, human, uh, a human species to the point that we cannot consume the amount of food consume a lot of food yeah. that's yeah. why you're seeing a lot of uh chickens that are coming disformed yeah, you'll sweet. see a lot of cows meat with pus like it's it's nasty mm. but we as let's say People that are not in the know don't know what's going on. We still think it's the same type of beef that we're getting 25, maybe 50 years ago, but it's not. The majority of this stuff nowadays is synthetic. It's processed. It's not natural. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's, that's the main word, natural. It's all rush, 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 rush. Let's clean it up real quick sell it that's why you see nowadays a lot of people getting sick uh, immune systems are super low mm -hmm. uh, prices of high. meat super high super high <laughs> and people dying or getting cancer is higher what it should be lower if we're growing faster as humans if we're growing faster as humans, we should have better antibodies. We should have better resources coming through and for sicknesses. Mm -hmm. But it seems like on one scale, everything that shouldn't be going up is going up. But the stuff that really helps us grow and protects us 
is low. Mm -hmm. And the main ingredient to our health is what we put into our bodies. And if the stuff that we're putting in our bodies isn't up to code, our body's going to shut down mm -hmm. super fast. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. Really scary. And I noticed that a lot of the products, what they're doing right now, like back in Jamaica, we used to call certain foods and certain things called poor people food. And I noticed that a lot of the stuff, what poor people food is, one of the most nutritious food you could ever have. A lot of this stuff was in those poor people food was actually making better stuff for our bodies to build certain things with our immune system and stuff that we didn't even know. These so-called rich people food was not good for you because what it is, the additive and preservative, what they put in there to keep it to last longer, that was the problem was. Poor people food, why the reason why poor people food is poor people food? Because it was eaten, it was bought the same day, and it was eaten the same day. And it was just done, what, whatever it was. It wasn't like you left it over for a period of time. It was as fresh as possible as it could get. The rich people food, it was sat down there in freezers. It sat down there in a long period of times and sit down there. And what happens to that now? All that stuff, the bacteria deteriorates the food and stuff. So and that's why they have certain antibiotics were put inside those food to keep it longer to keep wise. And just imagine those antibiotics was in that food to go put in your body now. Mm. Cause even more problems. And this is why a lot of sicknesses and a lot of different uh, diseases are being being pushed out. Some of these diseases what they're caught they're they're man made diseases. Like literally, those things are never ever supposed to be put into hand. They're man made diseases because of the food what we are consuming each and every single day, especially McDonald's and them food, the <laughs> trans fat in the oil, what those fries are cooked in, the salt, the, there's so much stuff what we don't even realize that most of these fast food, and this, listen to that word, fast food, anything what's fast for you, it's going to do damage for you. That's one of the key things you need to really be careful. You got to listen to the wordings, what they put in their products. That's They're telling you what it is. Yeah. But you're not listening to what the word is. You need to listen to those words, what they put in the products. Because the end of the day is that's what's going to do you the damage of you. Anything what they put fast in there, just stay as far away from it. Stay as far away from it as much as possible as you can. If you can cook yourself, try to do some self-cooking. There are so many things on internet nowadays that you actually could do it yourself. Any little products you want to go and do, all you got to do is punch it in, boom, boom, two times. You have it, no problem to cook it yourself. End of the day is if you get it fresh, do much as possible. Again. Do your research as much as possible on this food, what you're eating each and every single day. One of the key things, what you need to realize too with the food you eat, breakfast is one of your key things you need every single day because what happens with your brain when you go to bed because if you get an eight hour six hour sleep whatever the amount of sleep you get your body digests everything with your body the food what you had in there so when you get up in the morning you get up in the morning you're empty you need to fill back up and breakfast is one of the key things a lot of times when we get headaches and all these little things is because we miss breakfast Whatever it may be, one of the key things with breakfast also too, you need to start off with before you even drink anything for breakfast, drink some warm water. Forget the tea, forget the coffee, drink some warm water. 
because your body needs something to dehydrate it back up and warm water is one of the best things to do to get your body to dehydrate back up and get yourself back into normal then all of a sudden you start to eat what you need to eat that's why you notice a lot of Chinese what they do they drink soup a lot because that soup what it does it clears out a lot of the toxins in your body and it helps you out a lot of things what you do and I think those are the main things what you need to get yourself back with the things and the food what you eat and the food what you have each and every single day so that's what I got to say about that speaking about the McDonald's I'm doing a little experiment if you want to call it I bought um chicken nuggets in October okay and to the point where I still have it to this day it didn't decompose doesn't smell nothing it's like it was when I first bought it in my fridge in a little container we're in what now March yeah we're in March right now and it didn't change it didn't change shape it didn't get hard, it didn't get soft, it doesn't even smell, which is crazy. Taking the timestamp, we don't know when they produced the, um, the chicken nuggets at the factory. Then they're going to go cook it. Then they go cook it, it goes to your house. From my house until March of today, I still have this. And... It looks store-bought like I just bought it this morning, mm -hmm. which is crazy. If you're talking about food, and food should be eaten at a certain time without going bad. How is this still staying store-bought over the, over the months? Preservatives. Mm -hmm. Preservatives. That's the only way I can say. And if it's taken this long to break up in natural environment every day, no, it's not nothing's in it contaminating it. What's that say about when it's in your belly? Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to talk to you about what do you think of this. Because food still tastes the same growing up until now. Nope. <laughs> food has changed so much, you wouldn't believe it. Um, a lot of the things that we use in our food is, uh, is our seasonings. Mm -hmm. um, one of the key things with our seasonings, um, what make the food, that, that's what gives the flavor of the food. And, and we seem to be tracting towards more... Asian and Indian seasoning towards our food. When you put those type of seasoning in your food, you seem to lack, you know, taste, proper taste. Because those 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 seasonings seem to take away what really the food is about, you know, like the meat. The meat's a chicken, you know it's a chicken. It's a fish is a fish, you know. You put your little salt and pepper with it, put a little bit of thyme, you put you know, you put a little mix with it. You yeah. don't have to put much seasoning with that. But this is what these seasoning, what we're putting in our food, it masses a lot of the good taste and the good flavor of the food. Because one of the key things when you cook food, the next day when you when you let the food sit down and the seasoning sit in the food, that food should taste like there's no tomorrow. It should taste incredible. Mm. 
it should not just taste like it's getting taste like it's rotten or it's thing why it's taste so that kind of flavor because the best type of food is not the food to eat right away it's a food when it's sit down mm. because the season settles in it everything settles in it and you get to really taste the flavor but this is my thing my take towards food nowadays it's just it the, the quality of it it's just really off from it like really really off everything you taste it just it almost tastes the same fish almost tastes the same your chicken you almost tastes the same you could eat pretty much any type of meat it almost tastes the damn same it just has that same type of quality flavor it doesn't have it something what's that ordinary only thing you might get different is a duck you might get those other type of meats that are out there well, you'll definitely get the different kind of flavors and stuff from it. But otherwise, the rest of the other food, it seems to add up to all the one. And I think that's not a good thing. That tells you that how close the manufacturers are doing their damage towards our food. Mm. So much. Preservatives. And I'm yeah. going to say that word again. Preservative. They keep doing adding these stuff to it. They're adding coloring to the meat. They're doing all these little fast food feeding to the meat. What do you think what's going on all our fast food feeding is going to do the same thing with your body? Yeah. That's why your body can't structure with certain things around it. That's why we got allergies. Oh, uh, I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to say that. Yeah. Allergies are on, our, on the rise too. Oh, yeah. Everybody's notices almost everything nowadays. Um, majority, but people don't understand with the allergies majority of the allergies that you have is not by the food it's the chemicals that they use to preserve the food yep. for example i used to eat shellfish all the time perfectly fine except one day i had it and i almost died hmm. um i went to the doctor i'm like this is crazy i eat shellfish all the time i eat shrimp every almost every day why is this one day I had a reaction. He told me honestly, "Hey, it's not the sh it's not the shrimp that you're allergic to. It's the way that they preserve it, preserve it, and the stuff that they inject wow. into the shrimp. Mm. That's what you're allergic to the most." And I was like, "Huh? Like that, that makes no sense. So should I be allergic to the compound that preserves it?" He goes, "Yes, but that compound is linked." with your shrimp so you had it with the shrimp that's why you puffed up but i know if you had shrimp in the wild without being in the process you probably wouldn't have had an allergic reaction hmm. majority of food allergies is what they put in the food okay. if it was a fabric allergy then yes that fabric you're allergic to but when it comes to food it's he told me it's like a 70% chance is what they use to preserve it. So I was like, alright, that makes sense. I'll rock with that. To this day, I don't really touch or handle shellfish without taking my pills. And even with the pills, it helps me at that time. But once the pills wear off, I start getting itchy. Mm -hmm. I think it's all a domino effect the food people I don't know I could be reaching with this but I don't care the food gets processed with these additives and preservatives that they know may cause rashes or 
illnesses and allergies so what's the best way to combat this a pharmacy that can make allergy pills so god forbid you have a severe allergy you have to go buy an empty pen empty pen gives you one shot not five not ten one shot and that one tube cost up around a hundred dollars and majority of the times they're not covered through your whole insurance then on top of that you gotta buy pills pills range from ten dollars to fifty bucks and you have to take two to four at a time that right there a case usually holds about 10 to 35 pills if you had to take two to four pills at a time so you don't have your reaction or swell up it's costly mm-hmm. i think it's a domino effect they know what's going on so these pharmacy companies will make the antidote you have to get these antidotes to make sure your life's well that's what i think man how about you tell you the truth you're right on point when it comes to that end of the day pharmacy is one of the biggest biggest richest company in the world right now they make billions of dollars because what it is what they do it's all heads up to the food everything what we take in is all the process of the food what we take in in our body and that's what causes a lot of our allergies i have one of my chef them at my workplace He's also allergic to shellfish. He's not even allergic to the shell, the, the actually the shellfish. He's allergic to the chemicals, what they use in the shellfish. He can't even be around it. If he's literally around it, he starts to turn red. He starts to scratch his bumps and stuff. Start to get. If it's in an air around by him, he's, he's in danger right there already. He's already starting to cough up and stuff. That's how bad he is. And I'm telling you, it's such a dangerous thing that what it is, it's... It's what they create for us. Mm. They create this 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 thing that we always need some type of pill. No matter how we think in this world that we don't need some kind of drugs, we need drugs. Because the end of the day is what we eat in our body causes us to need these drugs to better ourselves. Myself right now, I have stomach problems. My stomach, it the acids and stuff builds up too much. So what happens now? I have to take a pill in the morning. For the whole day to get that acid to keep down for a period of time. Any type of food I eat, I have to be very careful what I eat. So if I eat certain food or very acidy, it's going to cause me a problem for the day. So I have to cut out tomato. I have to cut out oranges. I have to cut out so many different types of stuff to make sure that my acid's proper. And one of the problems why my acid got so bad is, as again, with the food eating again. The, uh, the thing is... I did not eat breakfast in the morning. I did not eat certain food at certain time. I would eat late night for food. And then after eating the food, I was so tired, I dropped asleep. That's the worst thing to do. Sleeping when you just finish eating. What happens at your body? It does so much damage, you wouldn't believe it. Your acid just can't, because your body, as I said again, it's working. Even when you're sleeping, it's working like crazy because it's breaking down all that food. So when it gets back up again, it wants some more again. And it's like, cool. And then you're like empty again. And one of the key things, when you eat one or two meals a day, it's not good for you. Very not good for you. If you can, as much as possible as you can, try to eat three to four meals a day. Don't have to be big meals. 
Just got to be small enough meals that it does the job that it fills you. Don't overfill yourself. Yeah. That's the problem with us. We seem to overfill ourselves with too much things. So that too much thing, your body's working overtime now to break those all things down. Just eat just enough. That's the thing what I'm noticing with us nowadays. Yeah. Um, glutton. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Got to be one taken at one time. But you have a point. Yeah. Eating then sleeping it's bad for your it's bad for your body you need a good 30 to 2 hours to digest digest all of that before you go to bed because it's gonna sit it's gonna sit and it's not gonna be rotating into your body and your body can't properly absorb it so that's a pro tip after you eat don't sleep Move around a little bit, do a little exercise, drink water, then go to bed. Uh, even from the food, I want to get your little intake about what have you seen change from day one to now in this community. What I mean, day one is like when you first came to our community to now pros and cons and what do you think that uh, you could change in this community what i see in change in the community huh, from from beginning to now um family oriented things i've seen change in the community i haven't seen family really sit down with family anymore i haven't seen them really enjoying the time spending with family anymore from now now i notice that everybody's been working towards a goal towards a house or a car or whatever it may be. Everybody's just been working. Nobody's been spending time with each other. Because this is the problem we seem to realize in society. We don't realize that, you know, one of the key things what we're we have to realize what we're working for. And that's the problem what we seem to do in this society. We're not realizing what the things we're working for. We're just working. Mm. Working for a car, working for a house, we're working for a trip we need to go on, we're working to go hang out with our friends. We're that's all we're doing for. We're not working towards a uh, actually actual goal towards your community towards what you do in life towards what's around you and we seem to be always preaching about something and not doing about something we we get away from the one things that we really look out towards we come i come from jamaica i come from a background of very strong women very strong men very outspoken people and end of the day, when I come to this country and I see certain things, what are being done, I'm going, things are getting out of order now. Especially when it comes to the youth then. My, my, my heart goes towards every single youth would step up on road. Because I see the struggle, what they go through every single day. I see it because I've been through it. And I seem to try to push towards them when I see them and just have a conversation with them. What's going on in their life today? What hand do you need to be helped today with? What do you need? You need a job. You need this to look about. What do you need? And that's my thing. That's my take of my neighborhood and how I am nowadays in life. No matter who you may be, old or young, I'm, that's my take in life. I am what they call a giver. Mm. I give to you knowledge. I give to you love. I give to you direction. I give to you God. That's how God directs everything what he does in life. He gives. He gives and he gives and gives till it gets to a point that he's like saying, you know what? If you don't understand my gift, it's time to be away from you. You need to learn it now. 
And most likely, you don't want ever God not to be away from you, man. You always want him to surround you, to direct you, to show you what life's about. And that's my take towards the hood, man. Mm. So, what big changes have you seen since you got here to today? Big changes I've been seeing right now. I've been seeing the kids, them, a lot of the kids have been stepping out. They've been realizing certain things have been going on. They've been getting sick of it. The shooting, the killing. They've been getting so sick of it. They've been getting sick of their their age group, 16, 14 years old. They're burying their best friends or they're going to a funeral of their best friends. They're getting tired of these stuff. They're getting tired of the school killing. They're getting tired of on the bus. They're getting tired of every type of stuff what's hurting them, you know? physical and mental wise you know in their family in their you know in their community they're getting tired of it. and those are the things that i've been seeing like and they're ready to step out because more likely as as i said me going to church has been showing me a lot of stuff when i've seen these kids when i seen them pray man they pray and they pray hard they pray that that's that for today if i don't pray you know what i don't know what will happen to me tomorrow mm. but i'm just praying for the best that i can do right now and I see a lot of times, I see these kids, they just, they go out. They go out really hard, 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 hard with all their heart. Because they want to change and better their life. When they're around in that atmosphere that they actually could change something, they're, they're the most happiest. They're being kids again. They're playing dominoes. They're playing games. They're sitting with each other. They're laughing. They're talking. They're spending time with each other. They're being, a, they're being a children. They're being young ones. They're being young adults. They're innovating. They're directing. They're doing things just like how you're doing right now. You're 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 getting that little piece in your life that you actually could do something what's better towards others, mm. and that's the key. When a child has his opportunity to get to grow to be an adult, that's how a child gets to be a better person in life. Yes. Yeah. That's what I try to yeah. implement in my day. Mm-hmm. I do things. For knowledge, mm-hmm. I step out the box to challenge my brain. Mm-hmm. I, I no. Let me rephrase that. I think that nowadays, especially men, don't have their life or themselves programmed. Mm-hmm. They don't have a program to themselves. They don't have a setting to themselves. They don't have boundaries or guidelines or principle for themselves. I live. By my own code. Learn. Mm -hmm. Teach. Repeat. Mm -hmm. I learn a new skill. I'm going to teach it to others. I'm going to learn another skill. Teach it to others. Learn. Teach. Repeat. I do all this stuff out of love. It's not for bragging rights. It's not to be bullshit. And it's not to be a showboat. I do things that I like and I love to share it with other people. I love to put people into my world. I like to show people, okay, that's fine what you're doing, but if you come to me, let's say five o'clock, I'm going to this art show. It's something that we don't do. It's something that we don't have in our community. Mm-hmm. But trust me, you're going to learn a whole new world. 
All they gotta do is take that step of faith with me. People nowadays are too stuck into the hood. They're stuck in waking up, building up, sell what they have to sell, drink, drink yeah. eat the fast food like we were just talking about, and then go back out. Yeah. Try to get a one-two grill and call it a day. That's, the rep- that's their twilight zone for years. Why not switch it up? Try new things, and I'm tired of hear. I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, that's a white man thing," or "That's an Asian person thing." No, things are out here to do for all genders, colors, cultures. It's not set to one culture. If that's the case, then Caribana, which just should be for the Caribbeans and the Africans mm-hmm. and all blacks around the world. Should be strictly for black people in costumes, but it's not like that. We have Asians, we have white, we have Spanish, even Mexican, indulging into our culture. Mm-hmm. So why is it always an issue when we want to try other cultures? I think that we block ourselves from enjoying new things. Like snowboarding or skateboarding, mm-hmm. going ice skating and stuff. This life, you gotta try stuff. You may not like it. People might call you names or try to demasculate you. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, you know yourself, you know your truth, you know your worth. Don't let other people evaluate you and tell you who you are. Because they're not the ones that's looking at yourself in the mirror every day. They may have their opinions and the he says, she said about you, but who cares? Mm. Live your life. Try new things. Get out there. Talk to random people on the road. Get your voice heard. We're in a day and age where you could speak... You could be in Toronto and talk to someone in Italy or talk to someone in Japan. Just in the flick of the wrist. Why not just spread your message or send your value all across the world? Don't just be stuck in the community every day thinking that you're going to make it big. You're going to get that big deal. You're going to make that big customer or you're going to hit the lotto. No, those are material mindset. Get out there. Do new things. Help your community out. Go to charity events. Go to homeless shelters. Give back. Do all them stuff. Trust me. It's going to humble you. It's going to open your eyes. You're going to see the world in a different light. You want to try new things. You want to see new things. You want to go travel the world. You just can't be stuck into the community the rest of your life and thinking that one day you're going to make a big change or someone's going to make a change for you. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, what are the the cons that you've seen from day one from now? From now. Cons right now, 
as I said again, the killings are seen to be the cons. Every time one little things with the the youth them, what I'm noticing, everybody's has this hate thing on them. Mm. My thing is, what are you hating for? You hating because I'm wearing my Jordans? Are you hating because I got this suit on? Are you hating because I got this job? Are you hating because I'm driving this car? Are you hating because I got this house? Do you know what I had to do to get all these things, what I'm talking about? Do you know how hard I had to get up each morning and work for these things? Each person has their own life living things, what they do and they do well at. You can't judge them towards it and you can't put them towards it. That's between them and God. And this is our problem. We seem to like to get in everybody's business mm. instead of minding our own. End of the day, if a man have a tech to run a little thing on a boat to get it, so be. That's his business. That's between him and God. If a man gets up in the morning every single day, jumps on that bus, he goes and work his ass off, make what he needs to go and do, that's his business between him and God. So and these are the problems that we seem to be put in hand. We can't push things on people and say that's better for them. At the moment, that may be good for them at that moment because there's always a stretching part in anything what we do in life. There's a time that we have to answer towards God. And this is what it is. That's what switching moment. No matter what badness and goodness you're doing, you still have to answer towards that God. And these are the things that we need to realize in life. Mind your business towards what anybody is doing in life. Please. And that's what the most important things that we need to understand. Do your thing what works for you. They'll do their thing what works for them. All you got to do is just show them like, yo, that path at that moment ain't going to last you long. It might end you up into somewhere you don't want to end up into. That's all the advice you could give to a person. Otherwise, that's all what it is. Can't judge others, man. You got to allow them to do what they have to do. You have to allow them to go through certain things. Allow them to learn certain lessons. But you could see them when they're going off too far off a path. You could put them on the righteous path. You could put them on a path to say, here, brethren, that not look right for you, no man. That not fit you. I remember one of my brethren did this to me, man. I could never, ever forget this day. My data club, my brethren come up to me and goes, yo, brethren, you smoke weed? I said, wait. I said, you smoke weed? I said, yeah, whatever. He said, you have spliff? I said, yo, yo, man, I'm spliff. He goes, yeah, I'm light up the spliff. And my brethren said, yo, man, that's not you, eh? I have n only one time I see a smoke weed in a... I see one time I try to light up weed in the back of the... Over in school, eh? And that's the one time you ever see me. And he goes, yo, and I... He looked at me and he said that day, that's not me. Looked at me. My brethren said that mm -hmm. to me. You know what that did to me? That made me stop the shit right there and then. Take that one person, what I know from growing up, going through school, to show me something that's not me. And that's what a good brethren is, a good friend is. When a good friend sees that you're out of position in place, and he comes to you and he puts you in the place and says, Here, brethren, that's not you. I know you're better than that. Know you're better than that. That's not your style. That's not how you are. Let's go. Straighten up. Let's go. That's how we got to do things, man. Mm. You have a point. If... Your homeboy should be somebody that knows you the most. Mm. If they're seeing that you're moving to left, they have the right to put you back in the middle. Mm. They should be your little compass. Mm. That's what friends are for. Mm. I totally agree on that point. Mm. 
But as somebody that's been in this community for decades, mm-hmm. what do you think that you could bring to the table to make here a better place? Uh, one of the key thing is is a center. Actually, a real center, not the center what everybody could go to and whatever business they're doing. The end of the day is a youth center, a real, truly youth center when the youth, the Maksha, when them they have problems or not into problems, they could come there and actually get some advice towards working-wise, job-wise, living-wise, school-wise. One of the key things in school, what we're doing is so backwards, is teaching these kids not to add and subtracting is great but what are you adding and subtracting towards what are you reading towards these book towards what are you reading these novels of love stories towards is it benefiting you in life these are all these things what are we learning in history all these little things if they're not benefiting the things in life it's just it's just a waste of time and this is why these kids don't like to stay in school long or do certain great things in school when they find something they actually like, the end of the day is one of my things, I went to Westview, and one of my things, we had a media English teacher. And let me tell you, this dude was the baddest dude I could ever tell you. So whatever was going on in media, he made sure and gave us a good directive to do in school. Those kind of things are good programs to set up because what it is, because what's going on in the news, now the kids have a good idea what's going on in life. So these are the things that we need to get into kids is what's going on in life, not what's going on around the world or whatever thing is wise, what's going yeah. on in life. That's the problem is everything what you need to go and do, you need the kids to get investment. You need the kids to start to do things towards their programs, start to do for saving, start to put away things for, you know, long run, start for their benefits, everything. These are the things we don't need. Kids don't even know about. We're teaching them backwards. I don't mean for just one generation. I mean for all generation. We're teaching these kids backwards. That's why a lot of them don't want to be in school. That's my take towards what's going on in society right now. It needs to change up with those things. A community center, what actually helps them out in the direction of changing their mindset. Not just bringing them down. Need to change that mindset of them, man. True. Um... I don't think school teaches kids life lessons. Mm. I think school should have like an investment course or mental health issue course, better fitness Mm. classes starting from elementary to high school, Mm. college. You're on your own to what a field you want to go to. Mm. But even college and universities itself, that's a bigger hustle. I'll get into that later on. But from elementary, so for people that with the public schools, you have middle school, then high school. Catholic is from uh, elementary school to high school. So from those stages, they should have a nutrition class. Um, investment class from young let's say grade four going up you learn how to invest and save your money uh, art i think art should be key if i had a, ch- a chance to build my own school it will be from daycare until grade 12 the whole school 
and a little adult side for people that want to learn new skills and trade. Each kid should learn one martial art, whether it's kickboxing, um, boxing, mixed martial arts, whatever. They have to learn two arts, let's say dance or music, and a science. And they have to choose either one or two sports to get in. That is the minimum requirement. Because by doing that, you get to express yourself more. You get to express yourself via your martial arts, your physical arts, if it's a painting or music, a science, you can learn about your body and whatever, and through sports. So you're not just stick into one field. You have other sources to express yourself. I think people are too laid back and too comfortable in doing one. If I have if I have the money and the space to make that school, I'll make it happen. Because learning an art teaches you meditation. It calms you. It shows you your inner self. You gotta learn how to defend yourself. Want to learn boxing or even fencing or uh, Aikido. You know what I'm saying? Just to make your mind disciplined. All this is to teach your body. Art, meditation, uh, martial arts, the discipline, sports, the education. You need those pillars to build up your body a lot of people are stuck onto one pillar and don't develop the rest that's why you see people that are great athletes but are terrible communicating or expressing themselves with their emotions you have art people that are visually intrigued and have a lot of knowledge but cannot defend themselves Physically and verbally. You need to have a whole balance. You need to learn how to move. If you stick into one field, you're not going to develop your body correctly. That's my take on that. Um, With that, you've been around this earth for a while. For a while. Not calling you old, but you've been for a little while. So... What dynamics have you seen switch with male and females, with relationships, um, hooking up, or just how people, just how the opposite sex interacts with each other? What dynamics? I think right now I've seen women in charge. Okay. Period. Women's been doing their thing, and we seem to be the follower towards what that. But I'll tell you, that's a backwards thing. You know why I say it's a backwards thing? Because when you get women in charge, remember, women's the one who bear our childs and our kids and whatever we need to go and do. Yeah. At the end of the day, man has to go out and fend for the things what we need to go and do in life. But nowadays now, women are doing everything. And that's not a good, that's an off balance. Why I say it's a half balance? 
because when you put everything on one single soul, God did not just build one of us, he built two, man and woman. First thing he did was did the man and then took whatever needed out from the man to build a woman. And now when you put the woman in charge, what's going to happen with that now? It's going to turn this world topsy-turvy. You need to even out the balance. When a woman says 50-50, it's not 50-50. It's either 50-40 or 30-30-70 that's between that. Because at the end of the day, they don't realize what 50-50 is. 50-50 is when, when I say something, it means something towards you. I'm not just saying it for me. I'm saying it towards you. Mm. I'm saying it with you. And we're directing towards everybody. We deal with things towards as a team. And this is a thing where we seem to be sail, failing into is being a team player. We seem to lose that concept when it comes into a relationship. One of the key things with relationships, what we lose out on is being a team player. Every single day we get up and we look at things and we want to get into something with somebody. You know, you go out there, you're looking for a, a certain type of woman. So you're looking for a type of woman with long hair. You're looking for one sexy body. You're looking for all these things. But I noticed that one of the things we're just looking for things, materialistic things. Yeah. We're not looking for things that are actually mind scenting, things that are interesting you, things that are directing you, things that are giving you more strength, things what you're weak at. Say I'm not a person who's great at reading. I have this woman. She's great at reading. She's great at writing. She's great at this. Things what I'm weak at, you know, she helps out and balances it out. Things what she's weak at, sports or whatever it may be, I'm strength at that for her. So these are the things that we need to look when we link into relationship with any type of woman. One of the key things, I was listening to something with Steve Harvey, and he said this was so truthful. Just like a job, they give you 90 days to give you on trial period. I think that's what you should do to start with your relationship where you start to get any sexual action with your relationship. Give them 90 days. 90 days to get involved with whatever you need to go and do. Just enjoy the time that you spend with each other. Get to know each other. One of the key things, you don't have to be married. You don't have to be you know, in love with the person. Get to know the person. Relationship is one of the key things. You need to relate to the person. What make this person angry? What does not make this person angry? What will make this person go? What will make this person, you know, better themselves? Yeah. That's what the key is. We need to always look at each other to better each other. The thing is, with relationships, we seem to jump into them because what it is we think first is a sexual thing with it. That's all we're aiming for. What are you truly... This is my thing. What are the main key things what are you relating towards this person? What are the key things you're looking towards this person? Not just their looks. Not just their personality. You have to look what's in their heart. The key thing is you have to look what in that person's heart. If the person has good family value, that's one of the things you need to be around their family because you're going to know that. One of my girls, one of my ex-girls, I mean, I went to the house. The mother looked at me. Dad sat down with me. Don't know these people yet. Sat down with me. And said, truly, you want to be with my daughter? And I said, wait, this is mother and father. Don't know me. But they sat me down and said, do you really, truly know this girl? I go, to an extent, they go, this one is not good for you. This is a mother and father telling me this for their child. He goes, oh, she ran away from when she was 16 years old. 
he's not a bad pig name and say yo but still you know I, I told him that I don't trust her to the fullest. I just, I really like to be around her. You go, that's all you're going to probably get out of her. Because after a while, she's going to run away like how she ran away from us. She's going to run away from you the same way. And what they said it was true. She did her thing. But that's how people are. You need to understand something here. Anything in life, you need to know that it's a relationship. You need to relate to the person. You cannot let this person go to bed angry. You cannot let this person, you know... Be vindictive about you. By coming, you get ang she get angry at you. She's ripping up your clothes. She's destroying your stuff. Stuff's her stuff. It'll come and go. But at the end of the day, if you're if you're around that kind of person, stay away as far as possible as you can. Because at the end of the day, that person's not looking out the good interest for you. That person's just looking out for themselves. And a lot of times we get into that sexual relationship and we don't realize it's just a sexual relationship. And that's why before you get into a relationship, I should actually tell you, you should start off with being upfront with the person. The person might think you're being bold or being rude or whatever they may be. If they think you're being rude, then you're going like, yo, you're not the person for me. At the end of the day, I'm telling you what I want and what I prefer in a woman. And if that woman doesn't have that criteria, and the same thing you have to do to a man, this is what I want and this is what I prefer in a man. These are the things that you got to put out there on your table. I know it might seem bold, but at the end of the day, if you're not being bold, you're not being what you want to be. It's true. Yeah. I think people are being on the bush. Yep. They're not straightforward and doing the actions that they want. Mm -hmm. People are in this, um, disguise. Mm -hmm. They want to lie to get play or lie to get something from that person. Just be upfront. If you see that person and you don't want a relationship with them, but you just want the physical, and it's like, yo, I find you attractive, and I think we'll kick it off physical. If you see something long-term, speak about it. If you just think it's a friendship, talk about it. Don't be... I don't, I don't want to say roping the person along, but be direct. A real man knows what he wants. If you're going to beat around the bush and have your head down, and when time comes, you don't get what you want, and you're in hissy fit, it's on you. You should have speak your truth from day one. All this lying and being deceitful, it's not for me, man. Like, I really feel like I was born in the wrong era. Like, I think I should have been born in the 70s or 80s because... People just lie to get ahead or lie to get a personal gain from somebody, whether it's a guy or a girl, which is stupid. You should be upfront. Being upfront, I think, in my opinion, is the most attractive thing in the world. It's showing your strength and your weakness at the same time. It's like, hey, look, I'm not with the game. This is what I want. If you can't, come to my terms it's whatever but thanks for giving me this opportunity to tell you what I want or giving me time to talk to you call it a day but a lot of people prefer the lie than the truth even the person that is being the interviewee or the interviewer they rather the lie than the truth but the lie seems more real if that makes sense with other people. To me, the truth will always get 
buried by the lie because the lie is more believable, which is stupid. Truth is always something that makes you feel or should make you feel vulnerable. If the truth doesn't make you feel vulnerable or doesn't make you feel, like you said, bold, don't bother. The truth should set you free. That's the saying, right? Mm-hmm. So, if my intentions with the opposite sex is, hey, I want a full commitment. How about you? And if they say, no, I just want physical, and that's not what you want, then all right, cool. Thanks for the time that we spent. No hard feelings. I learned a lot about you and myself. Enjoy life. That's it. Don't get butt hurt. Don't get in a hissy fit. Don't call the person out their name. Don't do anything. Be a man. Walk away. So, with the so we just talked about relationships and stuff. How about like uh, married couples or? Have you seen, like, the incline of men being men? Oh, one other thing. Married couples. Wow. Mm. There have been a lot of divorces lately. I noticed that. The reason why I noticed a lot of divorce, it's a financial thing. It's not compatible. Where the, 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 final ch- the financial thing, usually some people in relationships, they get into things that they think they could afford at the moment. And all of a sudden, then it just all comes at all at once at them. And in, instead of being a team player and trying to help each other out, you're trying to put the burden on the one person. And that's not good. If you're trying to put the burden on just a man alone or you're trying to put the burden on just a woman alone because she's making more money or thing wise, it doesn't make no sense. It's a team effort towards everything what we do. So you try to even out the balance and try to make the balance as best as possible as you can trying to be a helping hand one of the key things what a woman loves in the most is a working man no matter what you do a working man a man would actually steps out in the boundary and say i'm working and the same thing with a working man he loves to have a working woman a woman would actually wants to achieve and better their life not sit down and wait for welfare or these other things listen, listen to that word well you're not well when you're on those things because what you're you're not well till you start to get off those things those that'll better your life when a man sees you being a good woman is when you actually step out there going to school directing your life to be a better be a better mother or just being a better person in general and it's the same thing with a man when a man's sitting down there every single day and just doing nothing that does not make you a good man, man. You need to step out the boundaries and start to earn your keep. End of the day, you're not put on this earth to sit down on your ass. Anything what you ask for in God, you have to be put into working hand. God can't help you when you're lazy. That's all I could say to you. He can't put nothing into your hand when you're lazy. Because that's not the way he operates. He operates with you doing something. No matter what it takes to go and do. Even if you're lifting up something, he operates with you lifting something. Because each day when you're lifting that something, he's building you up. He's building you stronger. He's building you better. And he's building you with a better mindset towards what your life is going to be. And these are the things what I think relationships need to understand. Anything you're going to get better into, you need to start building it up. Don't let it sit down there. If you want to build a good relationship, you need to build it up. Just like you're building on weights. 
Each day you do a little bit more. You start with a 10 pound, then you go to a 15, then you go to a 20, then you go to a 30, then you start to get to 100. And slowly you start to build up, you're doing like 200, 300. And that's how you start to build up your relationship life. Don't ever think your relationship is going to always start from the top. It always starts in the bottom and then it starts to build up. And this is how I'm noticing that we need to really realize in marriages and everything we do. Start to build it up from a small bit to start to build it up more stronger and stronger each day. So when anything comes at you, you're ready for it financially or physically. Yeah, you have a point. Uh, People are going from the pyramid tip uh, down, not from the pyramid bottom up. Uh, I think that's um <clears throat> people should do because like I said always foundation is always key. Mm -hmm. If you build the roof before the the foundation of the house, mm -hmm. what do you have? Okay. The foundation is the stepping stone of anything that you do in this life. Whether it's relationship, work, personal gain, personal programming and setting boundaries the foundation is always key um what do you think about men nowadays though honest opinion um men nowadays they're, they're slipping man <laughs> a lot of times one thing i notice as i said going to um going to church now uh, men nowadays they seem to be backtracking towards what they're truly to be a man because back in my time I had a lot of role models in my life I have a lot of people that I looked up towards even basketball players even players like I looked up towards them you know I looked up towards them because I seen what they achieved and what they did in life nowadays I know these young youths they don't even look up to those things what man has given them because some of these men are not even operating properly mm. look on right now hear news with Art Kelly. This man is manipulating women, these little young children, over these period of time and going crazy and whatever thing. This is a, this is R and B singer. This is person I used to look up towards and say, you know, man, I love his music. I love how he's stepping out. I love all these things, but I didn't know he was that type of person. He's a predator. Mm. Didn't know he was in them kind of madness, like literally, predating off these young little girls and doing all these things, and. It, it's a crazy thing when you look at your role model to do all these things and, and it's a man figure too. And for you to hear all this stuff, it, it takes you out of your position of being a man. But at the end of the day, the charger of men, of all men, is God Almighty. And, and I think that that's the problem we seem to be running away from. Even in school, we, they took the education out of having God believing in there. There's no more prior being said in no announcements or nothing. I remember when I first elementary school, two and two, you'd hear Oh Canada being sing and you would hear you saying the godly prior for the day. So those things helped you out into what you need to do with your foundation. Nowadays, what the key is, what we seem to be lacking is just God being more in a man's life and understanding a man's role. A man seems to be slipping out towards what they believe in and what they're becoming we're letting the woman take in charge with everything what a woman's not supposed to do a woman's a birth giver 
A man is a director. And we seem to forget all those things. And being us being a man, we're forgetting what we need to direct. We forget totally. Woman is a birth giver. A man is a director. We're forgetting those things as being man. That's my take towards it. Mm. What I'm getting from you is like the roles are kind of reversed. Yep. In a certain way. Girls are, sorry, females are more in the front line. Taking all of it. They're the soldiers. They're the breadwinners. They're the everything. While the guy just sits back and relax, if you want to say. Or is the emotional one out of the two. She's more masculine. And he's more feminine nowadays. Um, I think it stems down into three categories, in my opinion. One, a guy is trying to be a super pleaser. Any means necessary to make his woman happy. Two, he's been done wrong by women all of his life. And I think the only way he could make them feel happy is being feminine. Third and and last read that I see is that he just wants to settle down with whoever. He'll do whatever it takes. He doesn't care if it makes him look weak. Um... Some at times men were not in a masculine. It's 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 common. It's it's fine, but you cannot be feminine all the goddamn time, because that is going to trigger women off physically and mentally, and she's gonna wander off and want somebody that knows how to balance his emotions. If you're too much in your feelings, I want to say. What I mean by inner feelings is crying and texting or calling every minute, checking in like she's your parole officer, that type of stuff. It's fine and all to tell your girl that you like her, you love her, or have a nice day, hope to see you soon, or I miss you. Those are fine. But it's when it gets to a point where Oh, why aren't you texting me or calling me? What's taking you so long? And all that stuff. That is being overly emotional and in your feelings. I think men have to de deprogram just two generations just to get back and be like, look, um, I love you and all, but I'm not going to be calling and texting you every goddamn minute. I have a life. You have a life as well. Just link up when you're done with your shift or whatever she's doing. I think that we get too caught up in the texting every every second. And when that person is, let's say, off by two minutes or five minutes, our mind starts to assume the worst. Either that person is cheating or they don't love us anymore because they're taking forever to respond back 
nowadays people are busy you gotta live with that fact if you're gonna keep on hounding them and all that stuff it's not gonna work you're gonna be more in your feminine state than your masculine state you have to know when enough is enough you cannot be overly emotional vulnerable is fine being vulnerable like I said is saying you know I love you or have a nice day and just link me when you're done work or call me in your lunch break if you want to meet up Mm -hmm. I'm downtown you downtown or we're in the suburbs that's fine but if you're going to call your partner in their work period on their work break saying oh so how's how's your day or what are you doing or um what took you so long and why didn't I hear about you all day why are you taking forever to respond back to me that's just neediness or clinginess you have to know how to separate your yourself from that person I think a lot of men have separation issues they're used to the same um, routine and once that routine breaks their whole life breaks I really think that men focus their life on their partner which is crazy in my book if you're known to see your partner let's say every other day or every weekend and that stops and you get like anxiety you have to learn how to have hobbies outside of your relationship occupy your time because that time apart and your hobbies is going to strengthen your relationship but I think men's are too body and bench with their females nowadays to the point is when they don't see them or interact with them in a day or two they start to assume the worst and that is giving the power I don't want to say power but at the end of the day it is what it is it is power to your spouse and they're going to use that that little chink in your armor to your disadvantage and walk all over you do you agree? no and yes um the thing is the power towards what woman's been given or it's not really even power mm. it, it, it it's not really even nothing because the end of the day as i said again relationship is a related thing towards each other and what it is with man it's not where it, it we're being female issues and we're being things towards a relationship we don't understand a relationship we're going into places what we do not understand nowadays the why the shifting has been coming now and the woman's been in charge now is because us as being a man forget what that word man is about and what man does we just start to sit back and let the woman take in charge of everything what we do everything what we want fashion wise clothes wise everything literally because think about it how long a woman takes to to get ready one of the key things women love they love to do their hair they love to do their makeup. They love to do their nails. They love to do these little extra things. Why? Because it makes them beautiful. All a man has to do to say to a woman right now, to say, honey, listen to me. You don't need to put all those things on. You still look beautiful. It's the same day I've met you, you still look beautiful. 
show them, show the woman how they look and how they direct themselves. Like you're molding, you're molding something for you. And that's how you mold a woman. You show them how they are and how they make you feel. That'll make them more interesting in you than more than anything else. Is when we decide as man, as I said again, let the woman get in charge. When they get in charge, what happens with them? As I said again, they start to put on the nails. They start to do the hair. They start to do all the makeup. They need to look good. They need to show themselves they need to look good. When a man tells them they look good and show them how they look good, then they look at it and go, I don't need all this nails. I don't need all this extra additive stuff. I don't need to go out on the road and go look for a next man. I don't need to play those games. And that's the problem what we seem to be doing nowadays. We're not actually being men. We're not putting ourselves out there and saying, here, honey, God dang, man, I look at your brown skin. You look so nice and sexy. Mm. Look under here. Why are you pretty? You no need for putting no extension in there. God damn, what? Look on them feet there. Let me rub them down for you. Those kind of little interesting things, what you do, will make your woman feel such a better person. Honey, man, what? I notice you. I put on a little muscle upon you. I notice the backside a little bit rounder. <laughs> All these little things, what you're noticing, you're like, yo, you're bringing her self-esteem up. So she don't need to put all those other things that are making her up. Just think about it. That's what makeup's about. Mm. It's making up this woman, what you truly love and desire. It's making up things. See, nails, as I said again, the hair, it's making up things. And these are the things what men are slipping out of position and place what we need to do in society and do. Put her woman back to what they're supposed to be, our woman are gorgeous looking sexy big body round woman that's what it is that's my take for that now this guy's calm oh yeah so i think we touched on every little every little topic we had today god Oh. <laughs> I forget about J-O-D Yeah boy, that's what makes us Alright Gotta bust up on that one You know what it is? Let me tell you something here yeah. One thing about my walk with God Is it, it, it took a while But at the end of the day He has a time period where he wakes everybody up And I don't care where you come from Or what you did Or who you are God has a time that he wakes everybody up He'll get you up one day at 3 o'clock in the night and you're wondering why the whole week you're getting up at 3 o'clock. You have you dreaming about things what you never dreamt about before. That means that he's coming in your life to make a change. And this is the thing what you got to understand with God. He's a protector. He's a guider. And he loves his children. Man. He loves every single one of us no matter what we do and what we are. And we need to realize that in life. Every day we think that we have control, but we don't. He's in fully control of what we do in our life, and we need to understand that. Everything we do in this life has a control thing. Every single devil what comes against you, every single corrupted and destructive things comes against you, let me tell you, Father has a hand in them. So we have to look at it and say, here, the end of the day is that all he asks us from us is just giving him thanksgiving. Give him thankful for the day, the time, anything you spend with him. Just that little moment, you might say a prior in the morning, 
you might say a prayer at night, you might say a prayer in the evening, you might say a prayer because you know what? You're going to go through some turmoil at work. But long as you respond to him, he'll make a better thing towards you in life. And that's my take towards God. Deep. Yeah, yeah. Deep, deep. Yeah. I think we need like a spiritual bond yeah. with God. It doesn't mean if you go to church every Sunday mm-hmm. or read the Bible every day. If you have a certain connection with God, practice that. If the only way you communicate with God is you go to bed or you wake up every morning, that's fine. We're not telling you you need to go to church every day or pray every day. Find your center with God. It could be in your art. It could be in your work, your hobbies. That could be your connection with God. Just strengthen that and you'll be fine. Um, I think that this segment alone is a lot of knowledge. For anybody, male and female, to soak in. Um, I'll be doing stuff like this more often. Just me with interviewing other people. Same as my co-host Iron. He will be doing the same thing, but with people around his area, his community. People that he interacts with every day. And we're combining together in our different playlists. So, on the Den of Owls YouTube page. It's going to be three playlists. One with our regular podcast episodes that we have weekly. Another playlist with just my stuff. With me interviewing people in my community. Interviewing my friends and family. Talking about business. um, Relationships. How to be a better you, basically. Music as well. And... Iron, he's going to be talking about his family and friends, his music, and the short stories and events that he's going to be hosting or even doing interviews. For example, let's say with a return fet, he probably do interviews there. Or Comic Con or Anime North, he'll be doing interviews there. So there's going to be a lot of different content coming your way on the Den of Owls YouTube page. As I told you, it's your host TJ for this segment with my special guest Mike, aka Pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any way these fans could contact you, like social network or whatever? At the moment, none right now. But you know, in probably a couple months and period of time, I'll have something set up for you guys, as in catering wise, food wise, as in you know. God-wise, you know, directing towards the goodness what God has given each one of us. And I, God bless each soul what's out there right now, what really needs this little hand. And thank you for meeting me on the show, eh? Anytime, man. You can be a regular guest if you want, you know. We have a lot of topics we could talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been here since day one. You have a lot of knowledge. And I think that your knowledge and what you have in your mind should be shared with others once again it's your host tj see you in the next segment